Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Game Cool Show. Live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And joining me now for uh, the Tigers take on Alabama State. That would be Parth Upadhyay. We're talking with the Memphis basketball beat reporter on X at Upadhyay underscore. Parth, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing well, man. Also, just like Memphis, try not to look ahead to the Bahamas. I'm very excited for that trip, obviously. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what, tell me, I, I need to I need to know uh, flight plans, the whole thing. Yeah. When are you getting there? Where are you staying? You're staying in Atlantis? I am not. Oh! I'm, I'm staying staying very close to the Imper- Imperial Ballroom, so that's exciting. Okay. Um, flying out early Tuesday, getting there Tuesday afternoon, and um, obviously we'll be there for the for the weekend for the three games. Oh, that's, that's badass. That's fun. I'm pumped, man. That's a good time. That's yeah. a good time. But Alabama State on the docket tonight, exactly. and you know, there's history there. We got Tony Madlock. You got to speak to him yesterday. What kind of things was he was he talking about? I know you uh, tabbed a story for the the Daily Memphian about it. Yeah, he started off by saying he was joking with Penny the other night about um, it wasn't going to feel the same, right? Because Penny's suspended and they won't get to kind of hang out. He said last year they were just kind of kicking it in Penny's office, you know, at FedEx Forum before the game right. and just chopping it up. And obviously that won't be possible this time around, but. You know, he just said how how nice it is for him, and you know he's got a bunch of Memphis guys in the roster as well. You know, who get to come home and play in front of friends and family and that sort of deal. So, um, definitely a full circle moment that he uh, does not take for granted. Yeah, and uh, his son has been playing really good ball. TJ TJ Madlock has been second he's their second score. leading scorer yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah, he had what twenty three against Iowa. Did he? I did not know that. Yeah, so he I think he had twenty three against Iowa, and then against Ole Miss to start the year. I I, forget, I think he had twelve something like that. I mean, he is pretty solid I mean, against that kind of competition. Of course, absolutely. Dude, have you seen their Growing schedule? Growing into though? a heck of a player. Have you seen their schedule? Right, like their entire schedule. They they've already played, like you said, Ole Miss and Iowa, and they've got. I'm looking ahead at it now. LSU, USC, USC, Auburn. Oh my gosh! They managed to get Southern Cal at home. I got to ask Tony how he how he got that one done. Yeah, that's for crazy, real. Right? For real. That's Man. good stuff. And by the way, that USC team looks damn good too. You said USC. USC. Yeah, I mean, they lost to UC Irvine though. I mean, yeah. obviously they're missing. I think they're missing Boogie Ellis and missing a couple other guys. Yeah. But, man, 
I mean, but I, you see her at home. I, yeah, but Isaiah Collier and Boogie Ellis. By the time we get around to like conference play, when we see Pac-12 play, I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. they'll be just all right. Once they're at full strength, and like you said, they kind of get that chemistry and rhythm going. They're going to be a scary team, no doubt. No question about it. Now, uh, for the Memphis Tigers, uh, the zoo trip. How was that? I mean, I that was that was damn impressive. Seventy to fifty-five, second half. Like, and it's beyond like just the scoring because that's something we knew. It was sort of built in. Okay. They, they have more three-point shooting than they've had in the past. They have, uh, I don't know, what, five, six potential guys who can go get you 20 any given night. But defensively, man, four. Yeah. defensively, that second half was about as locked in as I've seen a Penny Hardaway team ever, really, in the early season. Man, I obviously, I'm, you know, I'm only 26, haven't been doing this too, too long, but I've never seen anything quite like that. Not just what they did defensively, because that was impressive, and we'll get to that in a second, but just the turnaround, right? Like from stumbling out of the gate, being down 14 with, you know, only six minutes left in the first half, to go from that, cutting it to seven, and then proceeding to um, hold Mizzou to 19%, 19% shooting, five field five goals. Five field goals. Five times the ball went in the basket from the floor in a 20-minute stretch. That is <laughs> insane. Did we under and, – and maybe it's not me because I always thought like – when you just look at the length, the athleticism, the height on this team, they were going to have that defensive upside. Do you think a lot of people sort of underestimated the defensive upside of this team? I mean, I certainly did, right? Right. And I think a part of that is is Penny, right? Like kind of um, toning that hype down. He said multiple times this offseason, like, hey, we've got to get the defensive stuff together. We've got to um, be more cohesive on that end of the floor. Um, so I guess he was kind of one of those things where he was, what, under-promising, over-delivering because right. this team looked excellent. You know, in that 20-minute stretch, they're up to 19th, man, in um, defensive efficiency in Ken Palm. I think that's super encouraging. They're only 35th on the in, in the adjusted off- offensive efficiency. Right. Me. But to see a team that has, like you said, what, three, four, five guys that can get 15 points on any given night, um, that's going to come together, right? Like, those guys haven't yep. played too much ball together, but as they keep gelling and building chemistry, they're going to be fine putting the ball through the hoop. But to see the defense be this far along – um, through two games in the season, that is very, very encouraging. Now, Javon Quinterly, holler at me, man. That was – that oh was – I mean, he looked like a guy who had been to Mizzou and played on the road before. He, he, right. He, <laughs> he, he took the bull by the horns. He knew exactly what needed to be done in that environment, sold out crowd, and made things happen. And my favorite, my favorite highlight was dropping a Mizzou defender – Knocking down a three. I mean, he was I think just the guy locked tripped in. a little bit, but yeah. But well, whatever, whatever. He dropped him, um, but he was locked in, man. He was locked in. Um, I think there was a lot of other guys too. I mean, uh, you look at Jaquan Walton. He does not need a whole lot of uh, shots to get his uh, oh, to get his man. points. Um, his efficiency is very high. But Javon Quinterly, um, it's a different role than Kendrick Davis last year, no question, because Kendrick had to go get everything for that for that uh, uh, mm-hmm. team offensively. But Javon Quinterly is just as just as able. Scoring wise, when you when you look at uh, sort of comparing him and, and Kendrick Davis, yeah, just as able scoring wise and just as good of a stabilizer, right? That's what you want out of a point guard is somebody yep. you know in the face of adversity when you're when you're down double digits in a hostile environment on the road to kind of rally the troops, get everybody together. You know, Javon spoke yesterday about you know at halftime him and he didn't say exactly who, but him and the other leaders of the team, kind of reiterating the message like, hey, we can't play hero ball, we can't you know try to do it on our on our own, we got to come together, and that's something they according to him, have been preaching all offseason. Um, so for him to kind of, like you said, take that bull by its horns and, um, and and gather the troops in that way, and then not only that, but to go out and lead by example. You know, yep. score 14 of his 18 in the second half, get six of his eight rebounds in the second half, and also get four of his six assists after halftime. That was 
nothing short of impressive, man. Yeah, and then uh, okay, Jaquan Walton, like the 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 efficiency is kind of insane when you really think about it. This guy can fill it up every single night, and he does not need a lot of shots. And like I, I brought this up, and obviously you haven't been here as long as I have, but at the same time, when I look at a, a Penny Hardaway coach team. I don't know if there's a guy from the three-point line that I had this level of confidence that's going to go in every single time. Hand in the face, you know, um, wide open, whatever it is, it feels like it's going to drop for Jaquan Walton when he shoots from beyond the three-point line. No doubt, man. And obviously I haven't been here um, for more than a season, but, you know, even when Keontae Kennedy was finding that rhythm uh, last year, like in January before he punched a wall – (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he was shooting what forty percent from the floor in conference play, and right. and you kind of felt that way with him when he released the ball. But this is even a higher level than that, right? Like, yeah, even a more because um, Keontae Kennedy was largely. I mean, he could shoot a three ball, but before he got here, but he he wasn't necessarily known for being not a, at all. a dead eye shooter not at, all. at all. He was known for taking a lot of shots. He had and, to and fall into that role exactly. as the season went along. Whereas exactly. Jaquan Walton, we knew what to expect, and he is delivering on what we're expecting. He's meeting those expectations from the three-point line. No doubt, man. And averaging 16 points, um, like you said, shooting over 60% from the floor, and obviously very small sample size. But, of course. Um, 66.7% from three, man. That That'll is do. absurd. Yeah. On 4.5 attempts to, through two games, like, yeah. that's, that's – in, in college ball, stellar. that's ridiculous. Right. That's no ridiculous, doubt. quite no frankly. Doubt. Um, now when we look at the starting lineup and I know that there's, you know, back and <laughs> forth, like some people will say, don't mess with success. Although I don't know if we can call that first half against Mizzou or the first half against Jackson state success. Like, I'm just going to be no. quite frank with you, no. but when it came to winning time, who was in there? We had Caleb Mills, Jordan Brown inserted with Jaquan Walton, Javon Quinterly and David Jones. Right. And then they started to take off. They were good defensively, good offensively made those things happen. I have been hearing murmurs. I've been hearing whispers that uh, Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills might be inserted in the starting lineup tonight. Can you uh, confirm or deny? I I can't for sure, but I will say this. You know, when I asked Penny about it yesterday, he kind of laughed and said, you know, we'll see. You know, he said, you know, Tony Madlock's probably watching this, right? And he was kind of obviously joking, but it definitely seemed like, um, you know, it was trending in that direction to where he'd, he'd seen what he wanted to see. He'd pressed the right buttons and got Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown to respond with more energy, as they certainly did against Missouri. You know, Caleb Mills especially, man. He got in there and uh, locked down Sean East, who had 14 yep. points for Mizzou in the first half and didn't get a single shot off Yep. You know, after halftime. So I think Penny's satisfied with what he's seen from them, and, you know, I'd, I wouldn't be shocked at all if we saw Caleb Mills and um, Jordan Brown back in that starting five. The only, the only sort of drawback to putting them both in the starting five is you do wonder about the bench group. Exactly. But I feel like, I mean – with where Penny's at and the rotations he's run at least the last two years, it feels like he could stagger some of those minutes and make something happen, keep some of those, some of that offensive punch on the floor when you bring in uh, some of that second group. Yeah, no doubt. Like you can have the, your, your best five players, right, to set the tone, start the game, and you can still, like you said, stagger minutes, uh, bring guys out of the game at different times and kind of do it that way as well. But, um, you know, people think about this stuff differently, right? Like you just said, you want to have some kind of scoring punch off the bench. I just think it's a smart – play to put your five best guys on the court, obviously depending on matchups and situations. Yes, and uh, they were the best guys on the court against Mizzou. They had the most minutes, the, those top five guys, uh, including Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills, and they were the top five scorers. So, I mean, it's just it feels like there's too much reason to put them in the starting lineup and, and start the game with them so you don't dig yourself any type of hole in the first half. But we will see what happens tonight. Do you think they're ready for uh, – for, uh, um, the Bahamas. Do you think they're ready for the uh, battle for Atlantis? They, I know they, we're looking ahead. 
yeah, I mean, they sure looked ready in that final 20 minutes against Mizzou, and they, you know, from from the way they're speaking, right, like they're not looking ahead. You know, Jaquan Walton was asked about uh, the possibility of making a statement, you know, in that loaded field in the Bahamas next week, and he said, hey, we're not even thinking about that right now. We're thinking about Alabama State. Um, and that was kind of the message that, you know, Javon Quinterly reiterated. That was the message that Penny Hardaway had. So I think to see everybody on one accord in that regard, um, being dialed in on the here and now, that's very encouraging, you know, if you're a Tigers fan. And um, I guess we'll see tonight um, if they can stay engaged against a team, you know, like Jackson State, who's obviously, you know, not the level of threat that Mizzou was and certainly not the level of threat that Michigan will be come Wednesday. Yep. Um, but, man, like if they can kind of keep that head of steam going, right, like tonight, they could they can make some noise. And I think if you come out of the Bahamas two and one, even like you're right. You're looking good. Well, I think I think just looking at the you know, the start to the season, getting a fifteen point win on the road at Mizzou and a sold out crowd, and now you have Alabama State before Penny Hardaway returns to the sideline. Right. Like is a lot I mean, quite frankly, if if we're being completely honest about the situation, a lot was I don't want to say stacked against them because they still have a really good team. They're really talented. But a lot was somewhat stacked against them going on the road at Mizzou in a sold-out crowd with Rick Stansberry on the sideline. Like that, that Exactly. I, I'm not saying that that should mean more by the end of the year, but it almost feels like it should. And I was worried last night Mizzou almost lost a game. They Mizzou, were down 20 They They, 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 ended up, they ended up winning by two, so that, that win still sort of holds a little bit of weight at this particular moment. I was we'll watching see. that score, and when I checked the final a while later, I thought it was over. Just like, right. I'm like, wait, how the hell? What? Yeah, we'll I'm see. Baffled. What, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like by the time we get into sort of SEC play and where Mizzou stands. Exactly. But at least for the time being, through what two or three games for most people in the country, it still looks pretty solid. No doubt. Um, now I uh, I am concerned about one particular thing, and that has to do with the conversation around pecking order. But here <laughs> is here is I. I should I throw it out? That's that's sort of my question here. Should I throw out my concern about pecking order with this particular team? Because it feels like any given night, it could be it could be any one of those guys. And they're comfortable with that, right? From what we've seen and what they're saying, right? Like Jaquan Walton said it yesterday. He said he's never played with this much talent, and not even the talent. He said their unselfishness is what makes them special. You know, to use his words, that the fact that you know he can get off on any given night. Javon Quinterly can. David Jones, Caleb Mills, Jordan Brown. That list kind of goes on and on and on. And they don't seem to mind, right? Like, as long as they're having success as a team. Obviously, still early, and they haven't hit that right. real big wall of adversity yet. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when that comes. But as of right now, they've given us no reason to question, you know, um, if pecking order is a concern or if egos are a concern. Of course. But I, I just wonder, as you get later into the season, if someone is going to have to emerge and just immediately be there. But Javon Quinterly, from what you're talking about, like uh, – Talking about that Mizzou game, it seems like that's a guy who stepped up and is at least a leader. I think you need more leadership than you need a pecking order and the the Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams at the top. You don't need that necessarily with this no. roster as far as scoring bunch is exactly. concerned. You need a pecking order in the locker room, right? Yes. You, you need you need one or two guys that are gonna you know step, step in front up, of that circle, right? When you're down fourteen, when you're down seven on the road in a hostile environment, step like you said, step up, gather the troops, and kind of deliver a, a pointed message, which it sounds like Javon Quinterly. Um, Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills certainly did. Yep. Now talking with Parthu Padyai, he is the uh, Memphis basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian. Now Penny did speak to the media yesterday, and I have to bring up uh, the Arkansas conversation. He said that he thinks he and Musk can get that thing all squared away and figured out. Um, I don't, I don't doubt that in the slightest. But that would be a hell of a hell of a non-con game to add to the schedule. That'd be awesome, man. Obviously, a historic rivalry. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I didn't realize this before, but I was looking at this, you know, um, a few minutes before we, we got in here. They haven't played. Those two teams, Memphis and Arkansas, haven't played since January of 2003. <laughs> that's, that, ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Like, yes. those teams, they're, they're, it's close enough, too. I was going to say, nice little regional proximity. deal. I mean, right. it's and, – and I think, you know, considering what Penny has brought in talent-wise and what Muss has done, like Muss is – I mean, before – I mean, not. I'm not even going to say before this year. He still is. Right. But he's been the king of the transfer portal. He's been the king of the transfer portal, and Penny has definitely this year in particular exactly. definitely tested that. But I think it's a it's a cool matchup in that regard. You get a sort of I'm not uh, the island of not so misfit toys on each team. Same style of roster construction, exactly, right? exactly. And I think that would be really fun. A lot of experience on the floor at the same time. You get to add to your resume. Maybe Arkansas doesn't need it as much as Memphis does because they have the SEC schedule. But at the same time, give the people what they want. Right. That's that's always that's where I'm at. No doubt that. about it. I Let mean, the Ar- consumer win. Arkansas in particular, just because, you know, that brand and the history there. But anytime you're playing, in my opinion, whether it's Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Alabama, Vanderbilt, any of those SEC schools that have a large alumni base in this city, like, there's a certain vibe to that. Like, do you remember, you know, last year they had the whiteout at FedEx Forum for Ole Miss? That place yeah. was rocking. Yeah. Right? And Ole Miss wasn't even, wasn't even that good. Right. Um, But, you know, people showed up because it's Ole Miss and because there's – you know, there's ties here with people in the city to that school. Yeah, and then uh, Penny, I think it's very clear. Like, he, he understands the hand that has been dealt with the conference and what he has to do in the out-of-conference schedule. I feel like every single year he's going to try to make that one of the toughest out-of-conference schedules in the in the mid-major ranks, if you will, and I'm doing air quotes there. But every <laughs> single year he's going to go about it that way. No doubt. And it's such a risk, man. Like, you know, you, you think about it, like, these are all – in different ways, uh, landmines, right? Like, yep. this could easily have blown up in his face, um, you know, with taking a bad loss at Missouri if things have gone if things have gone south there without him being present. Now you've got, you know, a loaded field in the battle for Atlantis. But, you know, he's rolled that dice and he's had trust in, in what he's built here with this roster, with this team. And I think that's the approach he's going to take year after year because he kind of has to, Yeah, like you mentioned. But, I mean, <laughs> he definitely has to because – 
Two nights ago, South Florida loses to Central Michigan. I did see ECU that. loses to South Carolina Upstate. Last night, I watched UAB, who's supposed to be, with Andy Kennedy, one of the better teams in this conference year to year. Like, that, that is what we have been told, what we we should expect at the very least. You know, Eric Gaines is a guy who people one of the best would, would, yeah, the would talk right? about being right. a potential player of the year. Yeah. He's a guy who – was he first team all-conference preseason I, I or believe, second team? I, Some, I think he was first team. team. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but you, you, see, you see all those sort of end results, and you do realize that the confirmation is there for what Penny said about the damn schedule. The non-con is – the season. The non-con is out. what you have to do. Against Alcorn State. Was that at home? I watched the end of that game, Was too. that in Birmingham, Alabama? Uh, I No way. I, I, I think so. I think so. Was, man. I don't see why it wouldn't have been. Oh, my And they're 2-2 two and two at this point. That was in Birmingham, and they won by three. And I watched the end of that game, and they it was it was even more of a struggle than 80-77 to 77 tells you. If that, if that, you know, if that's a good explanation. Because wow. by yeah. the end of the game, they had uh, – uh, Alcorn State had a couple of three balls that they could have tied up the game. They got a couple of open looks. I, I it, it's just it. This conference is in a weird, weird spot, and you don't know what it's going to look like going into the future. Quite frankly, because SMU's leaving now. SMU's leaving now, and they're not that good right now. But they they have it's historically been up there, and they're a brand. Exactly. And then FAU fans aren't going to like what I have to say about this, but. What happens with Dusty, Dusty May, May once all these guys graduate? And, and you know, because I would imagine Indiana, there's there's going to be right. something on the right. table for him. Yeah. Is it, what about that Indiana job? Do you think that's sort of the only one he'd leave for at this particular Louisville. moment? Like, Louisville, they're yeah. going to make a change, man. Kenny Payne's not going to be the coach um, next season. There's there's no way. Like he's run that thing into the ground, and Louisville's too proud of a program to sit there and take that for one more season. Isn't that wild though that they stuck with him after last year, four wins? I, I see. I can't. I thought get he that. was toast. I never understood I that. He, was toast. he won. He won one game in conference last year. He did. I, I, <laughs> he won like, one I, game. I don't understand how they stuck with him last year. And like, I, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a former player. It's a respect. Well, you yeah, know. but at the same time, like, <laughs> four wins at Louisville and you keep your job. Ooh. That's not the historical precedent there. That's not how that works. And I, to be fair to Louisville, I don't think I can blame them for making that hire when they did. Guy that theoretically could recruit, guy who's been on a bench before, guy who is a hometown kid. He's 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 been there at Louisville. He played there. Very like, logical. I can't, I can't, Very logical. It was logical, but damn, I, I feel like at some point you have to cut ties. But that is sort of, and we've always talked about this with Penny Hardaway, although it's gone substantially better than that. Absolutely, there is always that risk you run when you bring 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 back the storied player, the guy that you really like, he could Such he could fail. Balance, he right? could have he could have some failures along the way. And you can't cut those guys loose as quickly as you would a you know a, a Joe Schmuck, right? Like a, a guy who doesn't have those ties to the city and to the program. Yeah. So that's that's the tricky balance there. Um with this out of conference schedule, I don't know if it looks as I mean, obviously you still have a bunch on there and and, and we'll see what they play uh once they get into the battle for Atlantis and they could have a couple of more power games along the way whether it be you know North Carolina Arkansas whatever um but you know Mizzou may not look as good by the end of the year um that if that if that game against Minnesota tells me anything uh Ole Miss I don't know if I'm all that convinced that Ole Miss is just going to change it around year one with Chris Beard Chris Beard can coach but but they have the pieces there but I mean like it's not like they're they're Rolling through their schedule, they beat Detroit seventy to sixty nine, Eastern Washington by eleven. 
Uh, Alabama State by, by 10. 10. This man. Alabama State yeah. team by 10. So Ole Miss doesn't look as good as you may have thought. A&M still looks good. Clemson, not so much. Virginia, eh, I, I don't know. This is not no. a very talented. I'm high to- on Virginia. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Reese Beekman, I think is, his first name's Reese. Right, like, Reese Beekman. He's one of the best defenders in the country, man. Like they've been, they've been rolling. They've got, they beat Florida, and the, beat computer, Florida. the computers like them too. If you look at, you know, Ken Palm. Well, I feel like, well, with Ken Palm, they're always going to like their defensive efficiency. Fair. Fair. That kind of. That's going to lift them up every single year because they're going to hold teams to 40, 50 points. That's just how it works. That's how they play, yeah. Um, but I don't know what that'll look like by the time we get to it. Vandy is that Presbyterian nice. loss. <laughs> you know, that, that hurts pretty substantially. So by the end of this whole thing, do you think that the battle for Atlantis winning games in that particular tournament is going to loom the largest for, for, for resume building purposes? Yes and no. I think I'm a little bit higher on the non-conference kind of throughout than you are, than you seem to be at least. I think the battle for Atlantis is like your, I guess, most concentrated, right? Yeah. Three-game span of, of quality opponents there with Michigan. And really quality opponents, potentially, Ex- exactly. if you win. If you win. If you, yeah, like you said, if you beat Michigan, you get, sta- you get Arkansas, rather. You know, then you can, if you can get past Arkansas, you get North Carolina. That's, that's a hell of a three-game stretch, man. Michigan, Arkansas, North Carolina. Um, and to even get to that... Um, battle for Atlanta's title game, and if you lose that, you know you're still two and one with those opponents. That's that's a hell of an achievement. Um, but man, I, I still think A and M, you know, is a one of the better teams in the country. Yes, 100. percent I agree. The A and M is gonna. I feel like that the throughout road, the year too. will continue to hold up. I, I'm not worried about that game, but all the other games, I feel like I'm sort of worried about. I think I'm, I'm high on Virginia, and I think Clemson's not a bad team, right? They're a top 50 Ken Palm team. Um, they were projected, I believe, to be top five, top six in the ACC. Um, but here's the thing: the like, ACC's not that hot. Right? <laughs> that is the struggle. You do schedule this this massive out of conference schedule in general, and you just have to hope they hold up by the end of the year. You have to hope all these teams do well in conference and make something happen, so it can look good for your resume. Um, I think five or six of these will. Yeah, and I've seen also, and obviously, again, I well, I talk about. It. I should even act like bracketology at this point in the season when basketball is actually being played is fun to is, look at. is is strange because I. I looked at it in the off season. I looked at it around the golf tournament, okay? But seven <laughs> seed I see right now from Joe Lenardi. Seven seed. And that could I mean, let's say they do roll through this this out of conference schedule, lose well, two. What does three. roll mean? I mean, Sorry. like like go two and one in in the battle for Atlantis, um, maybe lose to A and M and win the rest of those games. How high could that seed get? That'd be I think that would exceed everybody's expectations. Okay. I think, in, including right. you know, including maybe some people in that program. Eleven and two, man. Like yeah. this non-conference slate. Earth two, yeah, eleven and two. Eleven and two, what, right? Is what you, I'm I mean, talking you said about. one yeah. loss in the Bahamas yeah. and then Texas A&M. I think they'll end up with one or two more losses than that. Yeah, no, I agree. But I'm saying like if the if every like because that is like best case scenario theoretically in my in my opinion like just sort of looking at it, I guess best case scenario would be undefeated. No, no, but that's right. kind of ridiculous to, best to expect realistic of anybody. Case scenario. Yes, if that makes any sense. Yes, I think best would be realistic case scenario. <laughs> right. But like when we look at a seed line at that point, obviously it depends on what they do in conference. Although it feels like they ought to roll in conference. Um, that seed line. I mean, that could get up there with a top five, top five seed. Five or six, I think that's the kind of line you're bouncing around if you go 11-2. and two, Anything better, and you're kind of solidified at that point, not permanently, but at least going into conference play, you're almost guaranteed to be um, on the five line in multiple projections. So, man, I think 10-3 I think and three or better would be like, you can't ask for much more. Yes, 100%. 
Now, uh, last thing for Parthup Yai, the uh, Memphis basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian. All right, FAU and Memphis, we know, are at the top of this conference. We always talk about landmines in conference. You just have to avoid them. Who is the biggest landmine outside of FAU in this conference right now? I think it's got to be North Texas, not just because they're third, you know, in terms of uh, Ken Palm and other projections, but, you know, they just played St. John's really close. Obviously, we don't know what played St. LSU John's really is, close. Well, played LSU really close. Nope. Um, so I think that, you know, potentially is your biggest landmine, right? Like on the road, maybe they get you there. Um, you've got. With the remnants that Grant McCaslin left behind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. You've got yeah. Tulane, which has always been kind of, um, a thorn in your side, right? If you're the Tigers on the road in New Orleans. Um, so there's, there's potential there for them to slip up. Let's say they split against FAU, right? So that's one loss already. There's potential for them to slip up one or two more times. Now you're looking at. Fifteen and three, which is still very good, but those losses are are, are not. No, they're not a, good. Anything outside of FAU is a bad loss. Let's be real. Yes, yeah, yeah. A you get loss. you get penalized really badly for those losses, no matter what. As you should, right? Yeah. As you look at, but it's but I mean, damn! If you're playing some of these teams two times over, it's right. just it's hard right. to beat any team twice. It's hard to roll through and, and put your best foot forward every single game in a thirty plus game schedule. It's just that's tough, man. That's tough. No, it is, and you're and you're still playing like. You're still playing semi-quality opponents, like not in the grand, like not in what Memphis is looking to accomplish, right? Right. Going to the tournament, but in the grand scheme of college basketball, you're not playing a bunch of swag schools. You're not playing low major opponents. You're still playing, you know, decent schools. And like you said, when you play them twice, you're bound to. There could be a slip up, man. And and again, and and, uh, let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. Road basketball is always tough. I don't give a damn who you're playing. Road basketball is always very hard. No doubt. No doubt. So I mean, just. We'll see how they we'll see how they manage it, but they have to manage this out of conference schedule first. Absolutely, and, and manage Alabama State tonight. Alabama State tonight. We'll start there. But <laughs> right. Parth, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. Fun as always. Yes, sir. He is Parth Upadhyay at p Upadhyay underscore on X. He is a Memphis Tigers basketball beat reporter for the Daily Memphian. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.